we found that within 14 days of receiving the vaccination, there were 48,465 deaths nationally. Now that is super important. And the reason that's important is that they don't count you as vaccinated until after 14 days. So if you get the shot and die, you don't get counted as a vaccine death unless it's after 14 days. Yeah. Well, we need more from our leaders. So, you know, we got gr good guys like DeSantis out there and, uh, you know, some of these guys who have really taken a stand on this, right? We need them to quit saying that it's safe and effective because it's not. They've got, they've got or should have this data. If their people haven't ran the searches on this data, they should have. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to put this data out there and I'm going to give it to them and I will back it up. I'm willing to meet with them and to brief them on it for free. I'm willing to bring in experts. I'm willing to do whatever we got to do for any governor or any state leader that wants to do this. I'll speak to your legislature. I'll speak to whoever you want. We got data. Before we get into this show, I want to share with you the Z Stack, a powerful immunity building vitamin pack formulated by Dr. Zelenko, the founder of the Zelenko Protocol. Many of you may have seen my interview with Dr. Zelenko explaining how the combination of quercetin and vitamin C together is a powerful zinc ionophore gun which delivers zinc, the bullet, into the cell where the virus is. Zinc blocks the virus from getting into the cell. Quercetin and vitamin C together are a safe over-the-counter alternative to hydroxychloroquine. Access to this is needed when government restricts and bans effective treatments. Also, it has been established that high normal levels of vitamin D is important for warding off sickness and staying out of the hospital. With the dangers of the COVID shot, we need a strong immune system to keep from getting sick. The danger is getting sick. That's when the effects of the bioweapon shot takes over. The Z-Stack will provide you with a defensive weapon to fight a potential virus. You can see the studies and also buy yours today at the link below or at sarahwestall.com under shop. I also highly recommend C60 gel caps, daily zeolite detox, and my probiotic greens to maintain a healthy body, all of which you can get at my shop at sarahwestall.com under shop. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have Tom Rents, attorney Tom Rents, coming back to the program. He is the lead attorney for America's Frontline Doctors. They are taking on this COVID nightmare lie. And he has new whistleblower testimony from CMS, which is the data that the FDA and the CDC has been using to determine what they're going to do with COVID. And he can conclusively, at huge numbers, be able to tell you to the degree of how much they're lying and what the death rate really is, at least in that CMS data, which can be extrapolated out to be a lot more. It is very important information, and he has a lot more other data that he uh, wants to expose. The important thing here is that people who have lawsuits across the country that are suing, whether it's United Airlines, whether it's the teachers union, or whether it's you know medical um, systems, you need to get hold of Tom Rents, or you need to get this data. You have your attorneys call him, call his staff. You need to get this information. He's going to make it available for your lawsuits and work with you. He has some ideas on how to make it accessible for you and make it uh, usable in court. It is very important that this information gets out there because this is a smoking gun so that you can win these cases. We gotta shut these people down. He even has a Pfizer document proving that they knew that these vaccines cause more COVID than they stop. This is very critical and crucial information. So please share this. If you are in a lawsuit, share this with your attorneys, share this. We need this information to get to every American and everybody around the world, frankly, because we need to win these cases. We need to have them cease and desist immediately. We need these hospitals to be using proper treatments on their patients. We need this to stop. And that means that we need to be able to use the evidence that is smoking gun to stop this. 
Okay, before we get into this interview, I want to remind you to go to sarahwestall.com, sign up for my newsletter. That's where you'll get up-to-date information on everything that's going on. I don't want to talk much more because I want to get into this really important interview. And please, again, share this with everyone that you know, and especially with the attorneys in any lawsuit that you have that's fighting this because it's very critical that you have the proper and evidence that can help you win your case. Okay, here's my interview with Thomas Rents. Hi, Tom. Welcome back to the program. Hey, Sarah. Thanks so much for having me back. We have really important information that we need to share with people, and uh, it is crucial evidence. I believe it's smoking gun evidence that people across the country, lawsuits across the country, need to be aware of so they can use it in their cases to win. Can you talk about what you have? Yeah, I've got a lot. I mean, this is huge. We had a huge leak from CMS from several people. And explain uh, what CMS is. CMS is the Center for Medicare Services. And it's a critical thing. So one of the things that you got to understand, and I'm going to I'm going to take you through this because it's in it's in the slideshow that I got posted on rems-law.com under get the facts. It's right there in the front. But uh, within that slideshow, what we have in there is a couple slides that were excerpts from an FDA leaked program, right? So the FDA's pro put on a program, and what they said was they said that they're going to monitor certain things to see how safe and effective these vaccines and other things are, right? And what they said, I'm reading a quote. FDA plans on using CMS data for COVID-19 vaccine RCA, which is rapid cycle analysis, near real time with efforts. And what that means in plain English is that the FDA is going to use Center for Medicare Services data to watch regularly on a, on a weekly basis-ish, uh, you know, how, how safe and effective these vaccines are. And then they go on, and in their next slide, they give a list of possible side effects. Julian Barr syndrome, uh, encephalitis, myelitis, et cetera, et cetera. So what we did then is we had a whistleblower came forth that, that looked at the Center for Medicare Services servers. It looked at their this person, these people, they had data, right? Uh, they ran the searches for this data and they ran it in different states. Now, the one that we presented already, the state that we presented right already was New York, but we've got more, and that's coming. And so what they did was they, read, they searched the database to see how many of these side effects were in CMS, because that's what the FDA says they're looking at, right? So on one spot side, we got the FDA saying, oh, it's safe and effective. We got Fauci out there, safe and effective. There's no problem, right? Very few side effects. Well, then we ran the numbers for the side effects that they claim they're looking at. Well, here's the deal. Uh, in New York State only, the state of New York, no other state, within 28 days of vaccination, there were 6,586 deaths. Now, That's just of the 18% population. That is it. Right. So Medicare nationally makes up about 18% of the population. So I'm not sure exactly what percentage of people in New York are on Medicare. But nationally, it's about 18%. So figure, figure you can multiply it by five-ish, you know, give or take, uh, to get a rough idea. But you know, we got 6,586 deaths. Now, we'll grant you, it's possible that someone might have died natural causes or something else, but not 6,586 of them. And then the other thing is when you look at the side effects, right? So there's all these side effects, anaphylaxis, Bell's palsy, all these different things, right? So we also, when we search, not only did we say within 28 days of the vaccination, but we also said we don't want any patients who've had any of these conditions from 1-120, right? So from January 1st, 2020 until present, 
the numbers there, none of these patients had these. So it's not like someone who was in the middle of, you know, had regular thrombosis as an ongoing issue and we just added them to it. These are people who didn't have these until they got the vaccine. And then within 28 days of getting the vaccine, they developed these side effects. Things like paralysis, myoendo or uh, pericarditis, you know, things that are not, some of these are things that just don't happen that frequently in normal life. But after, within 28 days of getting the vaccine, it did happen. And they're very serious side effects. These aren't, you know, oh, yeah. like you, now you gain a little bit of weight. This is, you, you have blood clots and you have paralysis of your legs or something. Well, yeah, I mean, we've got, we have, let's see, 1,316 people in New York State only. And remember, it's only 20% of the population uh, that were paralyzed within 28 days. I mean, that's a lot of people paralyzed. You don't just go paralyzed for no reason. I mean, when's the last time you heard about that, you know? Uh, and, you know, we've got things like uh, myocardial infarctions, heart attacks, right? We had 2,883 of them. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just 7,612 breakthrough COVID cases within 28 days of vaccination in 20% of the population. 7,612. And you could say these could be multiplied by five and it would be close to what we think the real number is because you're only looking at 18% of the people. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, statistically, it's not exactly five. It doesn't work out exactly that way. But, you know, just for a ballpark thing, multiply it by five and you're probably, you know. In the ball, you're in the a ballpark. A little, little bit more reasonable. And, uh, you know, the thing about it is, is this actually fits. The, the breakthrough COVID cases fits because later in the slideshow, We've got a document from Pfizer, and I'm going to read to you an exact quote from this, okay? It's underlined in red. It's towards the end, and this is from Pfizer in their application for licensure for the Comirnaty uh, vaccine, right? Yep. It says, an additional analysis appears to indicate that the incidence of COVID-19 generally increased in each group of study participants with increasing time post-dose two. So- Increase from not saying, having the vaccine? Go ahead, you no, say- No, from having it. If okay. you get the vaccine, you have an increased likelihood of getting COVID. That's what I meant, yes. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, that's a Pfizer document. It's straight from their document. We've got it, uh, we've got it right there. It's their briefing document from September 17th. Did, did you get that from the whistleblower or was that public information? This one I got from uh, Karen Kingston, um, who is another whistleblower. Uh, Karen, Karen had worked with Pfizer for a long time and, and other drug companies. And uh, she's one of the people, she's the only whistleblower that I've got that's actually gone public with her name and face and everything right now. But Karen's done an incredible job of digging out data. She's very good at it. And one of the things about this is a lot of this stuff that we find is hidden in plain sight. It's not like this document wasn't a document that was, uh, it wasn't private. It wasn't something that we couldn't look at. It just nobody knew to look at it. But, you know, because of Karen's training and history, she knew right where to look. And uh, so she, that one is from her. There's the, she's found some incredible, incredible data. Um, and what we do then is, you know, we look at any of the data. So for example, the CMS data, you know, we verified the person, we checked into them, we looked at all the, we looked at all of their data, we had, had it reviewed, we tried to make sure it was as correct as we knew how to make it. I mean, and, uh, you know, made sure it was there. So same thing with, with Karen stuff. We look at this stuff, we say, hey, you know, is this correct? Does it make sense? What's good? What's bad? And then, you know, if we're if we're satisfied with it, once we've done our due diligence, we put it out there. Well, and let's let's just say how big of a important that one phrase that you said from the Pfizer document is. They just admitted that that vaccine not only does it not work, it increases your likelihood to get COVID. So yeah. that is itself is a smoking gun. And now on top of that, you have covered up side effects. 
Well, and let me tell you what else we've got covered up. Right at the front of this presentation, we've, we did a raw data search, and I included screenshots of the raw data. And within that, we found that within 14 days of receiving the vaccination, there were 48,465 deaths nationally. Now, that is super important. And the reason that's important is that they don't count you as vaccinated until after 14 days. So if you get the shot and die, you don't get counted as a vaccine death unless it's after 14 days. So you have right? 48,000 deaths that they are covering up, smoking gun. They are covering up yep. and, and saying it's not from the vaccine because it happened within the first 14 days. Yep. 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 So wow. This okay. So from beginning to end, cover up, cover up, cover up, lie, lie, lie. That's the method. Well, can we go through a couple more states that you have just so people have an idea of the magnitude that we're looking at? And then I was hoping that you could also instruct. I mean, there's lawsuits going on all across the country. You know, for example, the teachers um, that are suing in New York, the medical professionals that are suing because they're getting fired for not getting the vaccine. You have United Airlines uh, people who are suing. I mean, these are very serious lawsuits and they can yeah. use this data, this evidence to win. So how can they go about getting this evidence so that they can use it in court? And then I was hoping we could go through a couple more states. Well, we, we are working on trying to figure out how to make this most useful and available for people to use in court because it's critical and it needs to be used and it needs to be available. And so what we're doing is we're working very diligently on doing that. You know, one of the big issues is the retaliation, right? You know, if, this, if these whistleblowers, if their name comes out, well, I mean, you know that the government and everybody else is going to go after them. I mean, these guys are garbage scumbags. They'll go after anybody. So we're trying very hard to protect the identity, but still make the data useful. So we're working on that right now. And if any of the lawyers on any of those suits want this or want to work with it, I've got a few ideas um, that we're working on, and I'd be happy to talk with them because, you know, we're here to support everybody in this. I don't care who wins our freedom just as long as it's won. Um, so we're not... And in no way, shape, or form am I ever greedy about keeping, you know, this stuff for me. I want, I don't care who wins. I'm, I'm developing this so that we can win. It doesn't matter. I don't have to dance in the end zone. So please, if you need this and if you want to make use of it, and if you got any creative ideas, call us, let us know. We're happy to put this out there. Before we go to states, let me give you one other thing that I think is really important. I mean, we talk about remdesivir, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin. We got stuff on all that. And I want people to look at that because that's part of what they're doing to kill people in hospitals. But one thing that I think is really important that nobody's talking about, and they try and label it conspiracy theory, is shedding and gene therapy. Okay? So we know, and I've got two slides in here on this. We know that uh, Pfizer and their, their clinical protocols for, the, for, te, uh, for testing these vaccines before they were authorized, um, I use the word vaccine loosely, said that if, uh, if anyone, was, anyone had any environmental exposure, any pregnant woman was around, anyone had environmental exposure to anyone who had been vaccinated, it was a reportable safety event, right? Environmental exposure, skin, breathing, stuff like that. Okay, that's shedding. Well, when we brought that up, everybody says, oh, no, that's just, that's, you know, that's nonsense. Well, here's the thing. Going forward, uh, Pfizer acknowledged, seems to acknowledge that this is an issue again, right? So, so in uh, one of their documents for the, for the FDA, Pfizer voluntarily acknowledged and submitted to performing a study. The study is C4591022. And the title of the study is some nonsense. But, but if you look at the document that this study references, right? Because this study, if you're going to do an FDA study, you know, they typically are, there's guidelines for them, right? The guidelines for this study are 
listed in a document, and that document is titled Design and Analysis of Shedding Studies for Virus or Bacteria-Based Gene Therapy and Oncolytic Products. Why would Pfizer submit to a study for gene therapy shedding products if they didn't have gene therapy in a shedding product? And the answer is they wouldn't. It, it is. That's what this is. These mRNA vaccines are gene therapy. Moderna admitted it in their SEC filings. Pfizer's acknowledged it several times. And there's a severe risk of shedding, which explains why you see two-year-olds whose parents are vaccinated brought in with passing blood clots, two-year-old little girls. You know, there's things like this happening. It's happening. Is that also why, I know this is going to get into some women's issues here, but women are having a hard time with their menstrual cycle who've been vaccinated, but women all over the place are having issues with their menstrual cycle right yeah. now. Yeah, it's like it's the whole planet is having issues with your menstrual cycle. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's, that's what it looks like, right? I mean, there is certainly evidence pointing to that. I mean, in a normal, sane world, if we brought this to court, we would have I would absolutely say that we've got enough here pointing to the need for discovery, the need to look into this further, because it absolutely looks as though that's the cause. Well, there so, has, well, there, I don't want to cut you off, but I wanted to also add that there's a couple studies that I found and uncovered, and I've talked about that are studies to show how they can take a host, a vaccinated host, and vaccinate other, you know, they used rabbits and I think they used, I don't know if it was ferrets, it was another type of animal. And they were able to very effectively, over 60% of the time, the vaccinated host rabbit um, vaccinated just by being in the vicinity of the other rabbits, vaccinated the other rabbits. And so yeah. I, that's like a shedding event. I mean, that's essentially shedding, but it's, they're calling it vaccination. I'm wondering if there's a tie to those studies. It, yeah, so there's a lot on this. So the idea of a self-disseminating vaccination is a well-studied and established scientific item. I mean, there are tons of studies. There's tons of research on it. It's real. They can't. There's no way that anybody can deny that. And the only de actual denials you would get from that are not from experts. You'd get that from some buffoon who's lying in the press. Um, you know, the, the reality claiming is that we're conspiracy theorists, even though we have the studies sitting right to I mean, yeah. it's your study. No, they've studied, yeah. they've studied the heck out of this. There's no question that that's a legit thing. And we know that shedding's a legit thing. We, I mean, there's no question, you know, we've seen stu stuff on that for years. We know that these are real things. The, the thing is, is it's being covered up. And I think it's a really important aspect of this. They're doing everything they can to cover it up. But I don't think that it's a, uh, there's no conspiracy theory about it. It's just, this is just reality. We've got data, we've got evidence. And, you know, I don't say it if I don't have evidence. But, I mean, when you have a study that's being done based on design and analysis of shedding studies for virus and bacteria-based gene therapy, what, you know, what, you're going to deny it? It's in your paperwork. Exactly. You know? I mean, why, why would you do that if it doesn't apply? That's exactly so right. This is, yeah, so this is this is an outright lie, and that's that's not uncommon, sadly, at this point. And that's what you keep finding. And the seriousness is the cover-up of the deaths and the cover-up of the treatments. And so we're also seeing, I just had a family on, a, a member of a family who snuck in supplements. They smuggled in supplements after they were told their mother had like a few hours left to live. They were, weren't giving it, they gave her remdesivir for God's sake, and they, they wouldn't give her anything else except some liquid, you know, IV um, just to keep her fluids up. And they ended up sneaking in, smuggling in treatments that they could rub on their skin. It's a beautiful story. It's very inspiring. They, after they told the hospital said that she was going to die in a few hours and they, and the family, the family, they said only one person could come in and they said, no, we're all going to come in. They sat in that waiting room until they allowed them in, but they rubbed all these treatments on her skin and they turned her around and she is now thriving now, her mom and living and, and, and it's a beautiful story, but it's, it's just one story of what's going on everywhere across the country. 
Yeah, so, I mean, the hospitals are the modern-day killing fields. I mean, it's just absolutely sick what's happening there. Yeah, they, they put you in there. Remdesivir, we have this in there. 25.9% uh, of the people who are treated with remdesivir die. 7.2% of the people treated with uh, ivermectin died. So you have a factor of three and a half times-ish uh, better chance of survival with ivermectin. Now, mind you, ivermectin is not typically the only treatment you use. You know, the, the proper protocols include ivermectin with a bunch of other things. Um, well, and I just and want to say, ivermectin will, you need zinc and you need uh, anti-inflammation to, you know, it's a combination, like you're saying, a protocol. So uh, if you just give them ivermectin, it, it will work um, just because it uses the zinc in your own, that your body already has, and so it works a certain, but if you use the right protocol, that 7% you said, or whatever percent, is going to be way lower. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and remember, that 7%, and that's in people who are severely ill, you know, Medicare age, so it's older people. Across the population, that's going to be way better. But um, my guess would be, because of the severe side effects of remdesivir, that you'd probably see it stay around 25% across the entire population. But with the proper protocols, uh, full protocol, I mean, I think you'd see the death rate down to nothing. Uh, McCullough said that he thinks that we could save about 90% of the people, that however many hundreds of thousands they're claiming died from COVID, he believes about 90% of them could have been saved with proper protocols. Well, and that's what Oxford's study showed too. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's backed out by, backed up by time. McCullough, so let me tell you about Peter McCullough. Peter McCullough is one of the most educated and brilliant scientists I've ever ran across, and I ran across a lot. That guy, you know, when I say to him, Peter, can we say this? It doesn't matter how much I, I beg and plead. If it's not supported by 50,000 studies, the guy will not say it. And, uh, I mean, he just, if it's not by the numbers, he doesn't say it and doesn't do it. I will tell you that if that man says it, it's as close to gospel as you can get because he just, he is so, so focused on making sure that everything he says is credible and correct, and it is. So anyways, McCullough is uh, just infinitely credible, and, uh, you know, wherever we look, it's just all backed up. So we can, everything we're saying, we can back up with studies or data. Um, I always try to myself make sure that I'm very careful to say, uh, I, I believe this based on my opinion, if I don't have the facts to back it up. But, you know, the, the thing is, is that this is just clear. It's just clear as day. There's a lot of safe and effective treatments that can be used and implemented that would save a ton of lives, and they're covering it up. And then we, you know, we've got the money breakdown in there. You can see, you know, it's like 24 bucks for treatment with some of these, you know, off-label things versus several thousand for on-label. I mean, they just, they're covering it up. It's all money and power. I am still hearing the media personalities. What's that even the ones who are questioning the vaccine, telling elderly people that they should be getting this vaccine. If you're in that high risk, risk group, you should absolutely be getting it. But the facts are saying nobody should be getting this. This is, this is a death sentence for a lot of people. And with Pfizer's own information, it causes more COVID than it stops. Yeah, so I mean, I'm just gonna be real blunt. Um, I, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I am absolutely of the opinion that this is a, a disaster and it should not be taken by anybody. I, I don't care if you're at risk or not. I, and I've been thinking about this a lot. You don't have to be a doctor in order to have some basic common sense. Yeah, I have a science and an engineering background, and so I can, but I don't think you need to, when you look at these numbers, it's just a mathematical equation. If more people get it, then don't. Well, then it doesn't. I mean, basically, you look at with any vaccine and any treatment, you just have to see, is it worse for the people to get it? Or does it really have a risk factor that's less? I mean, it'll keep you from getting the disease. If it doesn't, don't take it. And this is what this information is showing. You do not have to have a medical degree or be an advanced medical scientist to see this. Yep. Well, and, you know, that's it, right? So I look at these numbers every single day, 
this is, I, I read more studies than any person should ever read. And I'm just going to tell you, this, you don't have to be a genius. This isn't like disputable. And one of the things that I would challenge anybody watching this to do, look up and see how many people have died because of battery fires in the Chevy Volt. Because the, the, the Chevy Volt was just recalled because of the potential for a battery fire, right? Then look up and see how many people have died from the vaccines. We've got our numbers right here. You can take a look. Where's the recall? Why is it that we would recall the Chevy Volt for a potential for a battery fire that's not hurting anybody? Because it's not happening. Yeah, but the problem is, is you have a whole industrial complex. You have the whole drug, you know, pharma. You have the entire media. You have all the, you know, you got the CDC, the FDA. You got, for God's sake, Biden up there all saying it's safe, it's effective, and that's the only way we're going to get out of this mess. And you need to go get your vaccine. Now they have mandates. You can't even work without. So people are getting this message for something they thought they could trust and it's all a lie. So how do we get, lie. yeah, how do we get people past that mental hurdle that you're being lied to? And I know the data, I mean, I, I guess it just keeps showing the data and these whistleblowers, but that's what we're dealing with here is this colossal group of people that have worked together to lie about something. Yeah, well, and they're lying immensely. Um, so I'll tell you this, it looks to me uh, like we're making a lot of progress on this, but they lie about the statistics all the time. You know, I don't think that there's as many people that have gotten a shot as they're claiming. I mean, in some industries, in some locations, it's higher than others. But across the country, a lot of people are saying no. I mean, look at all the healthcare workers that they're firing right now. Now, mind you, let me give you a, an interesting number. So this is, this is from our statistics, right? Um, do you know how many ICU beds there are in the state of Maine? No. 341. 341 for the entire state. So when you're saying that we're overrun with cases, you got 341, that's it. Now, why do you have 341? Is it because the hospitals are too small? No. There's more beds. There just aren't workers. The workers are all quitting because they're they're tired of having to murder patients, and they're tired and they're not going to take the vaccine. There have been thousands of healthcare workers that have quit everywhere. We already had a shortage of healthcare workers, so now we're exacerbating it by trying to force these people who know better. These are people who know better. These are healthcare workers. Why would thousands of workers be ineffective? And why, why are we creating a, a bed shortage? If we're already having a bed shortage, why are we making it worse by taking people out of their work environment because they refuse to submit to, uh, to this coercion? It's absurd. These governors, they should be impeached, every one of them. Well, but not just impeached, right? I mean, this is, this, we're talking about murder here. We're talking about malfeasance on a level that is um we haven't seen since world war ii or i don't know i mean this yeah. is the biological warfare unit of japan you know i mean this is really um something this is something that humanity has never seen before on this scale and the yeah. people who that's why we keep saying the nuremberg two trials um now the hospital workers though are still implementing, they're not giving ivermectin, they're giving remdesivir, they're being, um, I, I know workers, I know hospital workers that swear that um, ivermectin doesn't work. They still believe what they're being told and they just are like robots. Well, I mean, they're lied to, right? So we had a, uh, a doctor who, let's see, where was this? I'm working with a lot of attorneys and a lot of doctors, so it kind of runs together. But uh, we had a, one of the attorneys was cross-examining a, a doctor somewhere. And I can't remember who it was. I'm having a brain, brain failure. But, uh, you know, this doctor was an expert on all this, and he was telling everybody how ivermectin doesn't work. It might have been Ralph Borrego said that told the story, because he's doing great work. Um, so said that, you know, this guy... Uh, he asked this guy, well, 
have you read this? You know, you say ivermectin doesn't work. Have you read the studies? And the doctor's response was, I read the reports. He said, yeah, but did you read the studies? And the doctor said, no. Well, that's a really important because that's what's happening. These doctors are lazy. They're lazy as can be, and they're complicit through their laziness and negligence. They read the reports that are put together by someone who's biased. They don't read the studies. The doctors who read the studies all agree with us. It's, this, it's these lazy bums who read the reports. I mean, what, at this point, they haven't heard there's a controversy? But they still won't pick up the studies. You go to medical school so that you can learn to do this stuff, right? But they won't do it. It's much easier for them to read a two-page report from someone who's biased and a scumbag than it is for them to start going through these studies and really evaluating these things. And they're lazy. Their their two to three hundred thousand dollar a year or more is not enough for them to read the studies. So you know that's the real problem. And universally, when we start bringing, why do you think that none of these quote unquote experts? Uh, we saw the guy from MIT and some of these others has said, listen, let's have a public debate on the science here. Why do you think none of them will take it up? It's because they don't have a leg to stand on. This is an outright lie. They're hiding everything because they don't have anything to, to base what they're saying on. And, uh, you know, they're trying to hide the truth. This is money. It's corruption. It's the most nefarious, evil thing I've ever seen. And you're right. We haven't seen anything like this since World War II. Well, and World War II was on a smaller scale, <laughs> but it was just as evil. And it's, it's absolutely incredible. So, okay, well, you go ahead. It. it it's it's incredible, but if you look at the history prior to World War II, we had a lot of the same things happening. They're using the same playbook, right? I mean, if you remember, the Jews were ostracized and put in the ghettos in part based on the idea that they had some sort of a disease or yes. something wrong with them, right? Yep. So that was that was the opening, you know, and just like, you know, I just saw a report this morning, you know, if you're unvaccinated, you got to wear this wristband. Or we want a vaccine passport so that we can determine whether you're, you know, there or not. I mean, that's the new gold star, right? Instead, you know, I mean, it's it's still the same sort of thing. And look where it went for us before. Well, they actually, last year, they were pushing that little yellow button, remember? And there was a huge pushback because it was so obvious. <laughs> it's like, okay, guys. Yeah. And so they, they backed off on that because everybody was like, that's the yellow star. It's just yellow button. But... Yeah, so we just need people to keep waking up, but lawsuits everywhere, but they need to use your data and your proof and your evidence and, and talk to you about this. It's very important. This is smoking gun evidence that you have, you have new whistleblower documentation coming from uh, the CMS, which shows that the CDC and the FDA lied, period, and the death rate is higher than what they're saying. And Pfizer, they also know that the, the vaccines don't even work. They actually do the opposite. They create more COVID and it's in their own studies and documentation. Yep, yep, no question about it. And uh, we got a whole bunch more coming. Uh, so I just saw literally while we were talking, I literally saw an email come in uh, that's got some additional information for me. So I, I obviously I haven't had a chance to review it yet, but uh, you know we're getting more people, and I want to encourage anybody else. If you've got data, if you want to speak, you know, listen, we'll we'll help you. We'll help you. If you want it to stay private, you can reach out to us. We'll keep it private if you want. I mean, we will keep it confidential um, because what you're doing is you're giving us information so we know where to look, right? Um, that that evidence gathering. A lot of my work right now is about is detective work. We know this evidence is out there, but we got to go get it, and it's really tricky to do. Uh, so you know that's an important thing. But you remember, if you need, we can get you attorneys to represent you if you want to be a whistleblower, if you want to remain confidential, if you've got really good information, we'll do everything we can to make sure you're protected. You know, and you you can share it with us, and if you ever want it. To be public, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine. At least you're giving us info as to where to look to find the cover-up, right? Because sometimes we can get this data in other ways because it's hidden in plain sight. 
right? So that's really the, the most critical aspect of this is getting more information. It's leaking out more and more. We got to make more people aware of it. I can't wait to continue dumping some of this data I've got. It's just going to be monumental. And uh, yeah, I want these governors who have access to this data. I want to know why it is that they're out lying to their constituents. You know, we we have governors right and left around this country outright lying about stuff that, about this stuff. Listen, if I can get this data, tell me the governor can't. Are you kidding me? The governor of New York went into a church. This was just this past week telling everybody they need to get vaccinated because that's what God wants and that you're, a, you know, a warrior for God. I can't, yeah, you know, yeah, it's mean, like, how low are you going? Yeah, I mean, what God? Maybe know, that's what the answer is. My Christian God would certainly be very excited about being uh, taking a gene therapy based on, you know, dead baby parts. Uh, yeah, I know that's that's the Christian thing to do. All right. You know, and then you can get vaccinated and then you can shed and get someone else sick, which is even better. Yeah, that seems very Christian to me. Well, maybe it wasn't the the Christian God. Maybe it's her God and she's, you know, <laughs> worshiping somebody yeah. else. But I, well, yeah, I'm just saying how low these governors are going and how um, the malfeasance is. I, I mean, it, it, it's. It's beyond, I mean, some of the stuff is this data is just so bad that you have to just check it many times. And I know we've had off air conversations about, my gosh, I mean, this data that we're seeing, we can't even believe it ourselves. And even, and you see the data just sitting in the evidence sitting right in front of you. And it's hard to believe, but you know, in your gut, it's true. And that's why we have to keep fighting this. Well, when we look, and I'll give you a little preview here on, on something. Um, here is uh, the great state of Texas, right? And I love Texas. Governor Abbott's got a special session going on. I think he should consider COVID le uh, legislation because we have 6,558 deaths in Texas within 28 days of vaccination. 6,558. That's the 18%. That's just in CMS. Okay. Just in CMS, so yeah. So whatever his population of, of people in CMS are, uh, we've had 6,558 deaths within 28 days of vaccination. Now, I would suggest that Governor Abbott ought to really look hard. I, you know, there's some great people like Senator Bob Hall out there who are fighting for this. They need to really, really be supported. We need, you've got some great, great elected officials down in Texas. You need to support them. I would love to see the state of Texas do what it does and, and push for freedom down there because you're all being lied to. You've got some of the most nefarious things going on in the country in Texas. And it's not, uh, we've got evidence on some things that has not been made public yet, but I'm gonna tell you all down in Texas, you guys are the most, I mean, it's Texas for God's sakes. You know, uh, we know how the people of Texas feel about things. Uh, God, family, and guns, and uh, you guys got to step up down there. You got to apply some political pressure right now. Tell your elected officials that that federal money that they're printing, which, by the way, they don't have, and that they're using to buy these people off, it's not worth it. Not worth it. Uh, thankfully, like I said, you've got some great elected officials down there. I'm hoping Governor Abbott will do the right thing. Uh, you've got just from top to bottom, you've got some great, great people down there, but we got to get them educated. And remember, these guys are getting massive, massive political pressure to not do it. They're getting paid obscene amounts of money given to your state, given to this, given to that, so that they can continue pushing this. It is not these vaccines. Read my lips. Not safe. Not effective. We have the evidence. And there's bribery. And this is what you have as evidence as well, is there's a lot of blackmail and bribery going on to keep within the politicians to keep them pushing this. Yeah, well, we need more from our leaders. So, you know, we got good guys like DeSantis out there and, uh, you know, some of these guys who have really taken a stand on this, right? We need them to quit saying that it's safe and effective because it's not. They've got, they've got or should have this data. If their people haven't ran the searches on this data, 
they should have. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to put this data out there, and I'm going to give it to them, and I, I will back it up. I'm willing to meet with them and to brief them on it for free. I'm willing to bring in experts. I'm willing to do whatever we got to do for any governor or any state leader that wants to do this. I'll speak to your legislature. I'll speak to whoever you want. We got data. You just got to back up your people. And I'm I'm offering to do it for free, my dime, you know, because I'm only doing this for the money. Um, I'll, do, I'll, I'll do this for free because we've got to get you guys. It is not safe and effective. You got to quit telling your people that because guess what? This fall and winter, we're going to have a hell of a cold and flu and COVID season because all these vaccinated people are going to get far, far sicker, far more often. We know that. And if we don't have proper treatment in the hospitals, there are going to be a lot of deaths. And right now, the hospitals are trying to kill people. Yes, they are. So what would you say to President Trump, who keeps saying they're safe and effective? You have DeSantis, you have Trump, you have the people who are in the forefront who are fighting this, Trump, DeSantis, I don't know, Governor Abbott, other people who you would want, who seem like they're doing good work, but they keep saying it's safe and effective. They have the data, so they got to stop. They just have to stop, cease and desist from that language. Well, so I'm going to, I'll tell you what I'd like to tell the president, President Trump. Um, Mr. President, as you know better than anybody on this planet, you were surrounded by more snakes, thieves, and liars when you were in the White House than any president in history. Guess what? They lied again. This is not, Operation Warp Speed was a great idea and it was a great accomplishment, but the product that was produced was not what they told you they were going to produce. They produced something that is a disaster, that's dangerous as can be, and you've been lied to. I will bring in the top experts in this country. We will brief you for free. We will spend the time. We want you to hear the truth. We want you to know that you were deceived and that you were manipulated. And guess what? If this goes forward, if you keep pushing this as safe and effective and Operation Warp Speed is, a, is a, you know, as the truth comes out, they're going to they're going to blame it on President Trump. They're going to blame it. Even though they lied through their teeth to the man, they're going to blame President Trump because they're going to say, well, he forced us as Operation Warp Speed. That's going to be that's bull crap. This is a big setup and the president needs to hear it. And we can give him the science. We have some of the top scientists in the globe. I can bring global leaders. Look at what's happened in India. Look what's happened in some of these other countries that have taken different paths. We know that Israel is the global hotspot for COVID, and Israel has the highest vaccination rate in the universe. They Not only vaccination, but booster after booster. We know this. This isn't like we might be wrong. I am pleading with President Trump, if you want to have your political future, if you want to help get back and save this country, which I believe you do, because you did, you know, the guy, the guy did everything a man could do. I don't think that we can, you know what, I even in a New York Times article, and this is the one thing that they actually correctly quoted me on, one thing, I even at the start of this said, you know, I think President Biden's been lied to. But Biden at this point, with what he's doing, it's inexcusable. I mean, he's trying to force this. This is corruption. What he's doing is inexcusable. The guy's a liar or an idiot. I don't know which, but it's one of them. And either way, he's totally lying. There's no respect for freedom. We have the right to bodily integrity, right? You have a 100% kill rate with abortion and a 99.9% .9 recovery rate with COVID. Why can we kill babies, but we can't uh, make a decision about an experimental jab that increases our likelihood of getting a disease with a 99% recovery rate? It's ridiculous. But I am, I am pleading and imploring, President Trump, I don't know who's lying to you, but they're lying. We've got the data. We've got the science. I believe that this is absolutely going to get dumped on his feet if he, does, if he keeps uh, you know, pushing this is safe and effective. Operation Warp Speed was effective in getting something out, but was an absolute failure in terms of producing a safer, effective product. And, uh, you know, like I said, we've offered and I'll offer again and we'll support uh, anyone that we can. And I don't care. You know, if Biden wants to change the tune or if he wants to actually find out the truth, we'll come and talk to him. We'll come. We'll talk to anybody. It's not a right or left thing for me. It's just we got to save lives and we got to have freedom. And this is neither. 
Exactly right. That's exactly right. Okay, where do people find your information? Where do they get hold of you? Where do they see this data? Um, you're going to have more information coming out. So where can they follow this? Rens-law.com. If you go to R-E-N-Z-law.com, uh, right there on the front page, we got to get the facts or something along those lines. It's a it's a button. You have to download it because it's in a PowerPoint presentation, uh, and that's just the only way that we could really do this. Uh, so, you know, I don't know if it's if you can view it in line or not, but download the presentation, share the presentation at rens-law.com, share it everywhere, uh, follow us on CloudHub at RensLaw, um, but. Really, 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 we've got to get this data everywhere. And, I, you know, this presentation, particularly the one from Saturday, has a massive amount of information. And I want the experts, the people who are talking about this stuff, to see it. Because it's we've provided data to educate people on a massive scale. So I need all the people who've got greater reach to help get this out as far as possible. Because the data is so damning. And it's so, so, so clear what's going on. We've got to get this as far and wide as possible. I'll tell you this. When I, when I broke this, when I gave my speech on Saturday, within a half hour, I got reports of the FDA scrubbing their website of our links. Within a half hour. I'm not surprised. So they, you know you're over the target when they start doing that. Luckily, we've got everything saved. So you know they can scrub away. It's not like we, uh, we didn't keep it ahead of time. But... You know, this is absolutely incredible. There's no question that there's a cover-up. Uh, hey, here's a little message for you members of the, the committee voting on these things, on their safety and efficacy. We've got your data. If you're voting for this, you're doing it, for, you're doing it in bad faith. And we're looking at what sort of personal legal actions we can take against you. So we suggest you all consider that when you're considering how to vote in the future. Uh, Fauci? Here's a newsflash, buddy. When you do something wrongfully or willfully, you're not indemnified any further. We're looking at what we can do against you as well. I suggest you come clean. Uh, we're, we're coming. We're coming. And uh, we aren't stopping until we've won or until we've freed our country or we can't go anymore. Tom Moretz, thank you so much. You are a godsend. Um, like I said before, thank you for sharing this planet with me and being here. I'm, we are just so fortunate. Well, I, I'm honored to do it. I don't know. God's given me an opportunity to fight a good fight. And uh, I don't know what kind of man would I be if I didn't fight it. Well said. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.